0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Able Voices podcast. I'm Dr. Rhoda Bernard, founding managing director of the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education, and I am proud to present this podcast featuring disabled artists and arts educators. We are inviting artists with disabilities to be guest hosts for the Able Voices podcast. The guest host for this episode is teacher, writer, actress, artisan, and photographer Renata DaCosta. Renata Costa is from Brazil, but lives in the USA. She is a teacher, writer, actress, artisan, photographer, mother, and autistic. She is the author of the works Insufficient, Finesse, Transformation, My Little Big World, The Bath in a Tub, and Sarah and the Family Rules. She was the anthology organizer for Talents Behind Autism. Renata has written poetry, Short stories, theater, parody, and children's literature. Her texts have been published in more than 95 national and international anthologies. Renata is a member of the International Academy of Brazilian Literature in New York, a founding scholar of the Academic Nucleus of Letters and Arts in Portugal, and a founding scholar of the Italian Academic Nucleus de Scienze, Letters and Art in Italy. She has won numerous literary awards and has received many honors for her creative work.
1: Hello, everyone. It's me, Renata Da Costa, and I'm so glad to be the guest host for the Able Voice podcast today. And I have a really nice person to interview today. And this person is so special to me. Uh, And she's a really close friend. And I'm so happy to introduce my friend Beatriz Hoffman. Beatriz is writer, producer, screenwriter, co writer, journalist, and director. Beatriz is author of two books, My Life on America, and Without You I Become Poetry. Beatriz also participates in many other books as collaborate. She was won a few awards through her career. One of them is the best Brazilian writer in the United States in the category Adult 2022. She lives in Los Angeles since 2013, where she has been working her way through the, into the film industry. She just finished her first short film, and she's working in her second film, and is planning to release in February next
2: year. So welcome, Beatrice Hoffman. How are you today? Hello, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here today. So we have some questions for you because we are so curious about
1: you. (laughs) So the first one is, I'd like to start off asking you to tell us your story as an artist. How did you start
2: as an artist and how did you get to where you are today? Well, that is a funny story because my father also wrote a poem, poem like back in the days when he was alive and I started like seeing that and I got like a kind of inspiration from there. And uh, when I was around 13, I started writing for a few like, um, for school, you know, nothing like big, but I got like Passionate about it, so since then I have been writing, and after that I started doing theater because of that, dancing, everything that could me bring more to the road as an artist. From there to here was I have to say that was a long journey because I have to push myself to the limit because we always have to improve as an artist, as a human, and of course as a human being, but um. I have to say that I have to study a lot, reading a lot of books, uh, reading a lot of scripts, because we need to know the language, the structure. So yeah, it was a very fun journey from there to here. That's nice because uh, this made me uh,
1: remind because I start to write poems when I was 12 years old too. <laughs> and I did theater too. So that's so funny. So uh, I'd like to... You to tell us about your experience as a person with a disability and uh, as the artist
2: with a disability. Well, I think it's both of them as a person and as artist is a challenging because sometimes people have disability that is inside of them and we cannot see. And my is visible, so I have some kind of like a very small movement in my eyes, and this affects me as a person because. Um, I have a lot of people that had discrimination and I also suffered from bullying when I was in school. That also, I have to say, that blocked me a little bit when I was like a teenager, like until like 20s, to continue my career as an artist because we, they always say like, oh, but you have this problem. Do you think they, one day they're going to accept you on the screen? No, they will not. you know, people always say things to put you down. Uh, but, however, after, like, I've been mature because I have to go through a lot, so I, I grow up <laughs> as a person, I couldn't, like, understand that this is not an issue anymore because I have to go through that and I have to, like, okay, I know that I have this, but everybody in this entire world has something, you know? We are not perfect, but we need to get this disability. And grow with that, you know, and accept ourselves the way that we are. And that's what I did. And now I don't think I have anything that can stop me because I know my path. I know my passion. And I know that I can write. And people love what I write. So I need just to say like, hey, wait a minute. I have this problem, but I need to live with that because I'm not going to change. Exactly. Exactly. The the world cannot change just because
1: we have a disability. I Totally understand that. And I totally agree in, uh, in your choice to be better and do better for yourself. Perfect. So uh, I know uh, that our listener would like to hear about the arts education that you receive. Can you talk about how you
2: study the arts and how you continue to learn today? Well, I have been studying for artists for about 20 years or so maybe a little bit more so as i said i did theater in brazil i did other um workshops i'm always like into fashion um arts in all the type uh, anyway all the ways so um what i did in brazil was just like for producing and uh, I also work as a fashion producer in Brazil. But when I moved to United States, that was my passion to study film. So I did one year in uh, SMC Santa Monica college for film studies. And after that, I went to UCLA where I'm still, I'm finishing, uh, the next quarter, uh, screenwriting and directing. So I already graduated in, um, producing for film and TV and entertainment studies. I also did another program in another college that was online for a book publisher so how I learned how to put uh, to publish a book in the United States because I know the system in Brazil I didn't know the system here until last year so I want to like just know more things because this is also helping my career because I'm a writer and I'm also a ghost writer and I want to help other people to publish their books and uh, from now on I always keep like the best advice and also can give to anyone who want to learn and want to get into this field is like just keep studying keep reading uh i know that is not easy it is not a, like a easy job it's not easy field to get into but if you read if you study if you push yourself you're always going to succeed so i've just doing like some workshops is also really good go to speeches and listen their advice because people one day that are success right now they were in our in in our situation one day so it's always good to have their opinion oh wow that's so a lot (laughs) you're so engaged in
1: everything so perfect for sure you are really active and an artist for sure, uh, please tell us uh, about what are your current work right now. What are you doing right now? Because I know you're you are doing the, your second film. So let's go talk about what are you doing right now for your planning. Well,
2: uh, I'm already. I'm uh, right now. I'm doing a lot of things. Uh, I'm writing three books at the same time, <laughs> and I'm wow. also finishing up the script to shooting in January. So. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of things, but it's good because it's like the end of the year and I want to set up a lot of things for start the next year with more like energy and uh, have other things on the track for I don't get lost. you know. It's a lot of things, but I'm also doing some events like online because I, it's hard to travel right now, but I'm doing some events uh this week and the next week oof, where we're going to like... I talk about uh, poetry, how to release a book, uh, what is a good, what's the difference of public uh, book to publisher, all these type of things.
1: Oh nice, uh, and uh, what is your uh, advice would you like to give
2: for the young artists with disability? Believe in yourself, because if you don't believe in yourself you never go anywhere. And this is not just for disability, for everyone who is listening to this. I know that sometimes disability is not just something that you can see. But even if you were in depression, you also have some type of disability emotionally. So what I want to say to you is don't give up, because if you gave up your dream, you're going to give up yourself. And when we gave up ourselves, you just destroy you your road. So it doesn't matter what people are going to say. It doesn't matter if people are going to support you doesn't matter what the world is going to see about it. So you just keep on going. Push yourself. Study. If you want to be an artist, what kind of artist do you want to be? You want a writer? You want to be an actress? You want to be a director? You want to be a producer? Just research about that. See what's the best way to get into. It's a very hard to feel. It is. It's a very hard career. It is. But all the careers are hard to get in. It's, everything is, is not easy. We are living in the, with a lot of competition, not just like in the entertainment, but every other position we have competition. If you work in an economy company, you're also going to have other people to compete with. But what I'm trying to say is like, never gave up of your dreams because somebody behind you or besides you want to say like, hey, you are not good enough for that. I heard that. And that almost destroyed me. So when I... I wake up, it was almost too late for that. So never do that to yourself. Yes, that's, that's totally true.
1: I want to ask you how does disability direct affect
2: you in the process as being an artist? Well, um, I have to say to be actress or model, that quite affected a little bit because the movement of my eyes, they said that when they're going to like keep put the camera right on my face, it just gives me a little movement, like weird movement. That's what they said. I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know if you just trying to be picky or not, but that's something that I had to give up. Because even though they said like I'm nice and beautiful, whatever they didn't want me to do this because people is gonna think that I ha- I'm crazy or I am like some type of like a uh, person that couldn't be in front of the camera because they want everything perfect. So I that's when I had the time that I had to stop for like a while because that hurt me a lot. That just. I, I I had so much pain because of that inside of myself. I had to stop for a while and just try to heal myself because of that. So when I moved to United States, I just realized that a lot of people doesn't have the same disability but they also have disability and they are on the screen. They are working, they are doing their job. Their job. And I feel like hey, there is something wrong in my home country that people are so discriminator somehow that they didn't accept that. So I am here is when I start to doing more workshops as actress and doing more things. And I don't want don't work as actress right now because I honestly don't have time, but just that me thought a lesson to say like, hey just think that one person can destroy you for their own way to think and don't accept that everybody has their different like way or they have some type of disability because it doesn't work it doesn't it's it's not like that it doesn't work like that yeah usually the people
1: love to put another person down and uh, didn't understand the disability and trying to put another person down and didn't Didn't help at all. This didn't help at all. So it's the same me. I have a bell posse. So, and I, sometimes I really understand what you're talking about, the the weird eyes, because I have the weird eyes too. So I totally understand.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And the the thing is just, just hurt me so much is just because sometimes people don't have a way, a nice way to say things to you, you know, just, just say like, Hey, you can do that because you can do that, but they don't want to understand like how you get this thing. I didn't, I, I didn't do this to myself. I mean, I grew up with that. I born with that. Do you know, it's something that is not me, but if you think around us, we have so many people that also have some type of disability, it's just OK, but people just think in me because they can see it. I was like, oh, it's crazy. Yes,
1: I think if the if the world understand more uh, the type of disabilities can help a lot of people with disabilities understand herself, because sometimes we judge ourselves, too, and the world doesn't understand how much we push ourselves. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a hard, it's really hard time to ask when you have disability, too.
2: Yeah, it's complicated.
1: Can you, uh, can you tell me uh, about your, your book, My Life on America?
2: What is... I'm curious about the name. What, what's the book mean? So, my Life in America is a vision of immigration, uh, like you what is good and what is bad <laughs> kind of like you know the positives and the negative sides that a new country can have because i mean america is an amazing country but it's not a perfect country because we also have here like all the other countries around the road so i just brought my vision like what i think america is the what i feel like people can do for don't screw up arrive here with their lives. also a lot of tips, what they can do, what they cannot do on the book. And I just say like my vision of what I feel about America, how I miss Brazil, because i still Brazilian. So I grew up over there. I lived 28 years of my life over there. So it's still like, that's kind of sometimes homesick. But yeah, I just bring a little bit like what is for immigrant that has been living here for a while and the people say like how oh, you're crazy you say things that not that people don't say i was like yeah because this is not a paradise this is a regular country this is a normal country where we have normal people we don't walk every single day every single minute in the red carpet so we have to live the way that's supposed to be we have to like it to our battles we have to wake up every day we have to go to school every day we have to learn things we learn with other people here so it's a very challenging uh, but it's also a very good way to to be mature like to learn things definitely definitely
1: it's a it's a good book to understand how the immigrant life in the United States. I totally understand that. And how about without you, I become poetry?
2: Oh, that was something that my heart got broke apart. <laughs> 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 because I I just fall in love for a guy in America. He's a Brazilian, but I just love him so much that I feel like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And uh, We didn't get along. We didn't stay together. But uh, I have a book from this right now. It's just for say that other women that you think you're gonna die because you love somebody and they didn't and it didn't work well. Well, you're not gonna die. Believe me, you're just gonna become stronger, and you're gonna learn that you can deal with that. So your heart is broken. You just have like one way to survive. That is, give up everything and learn that you can heal this that didn't work so well and you can add with your own life. So yeah, that's something like that. So I put like a lot of poetry that I was about to give for him. I just say, hey, I don't talk to this person anymore. So I don't want to see him anymore, but I want to do something for it. Encourage other women to don't give up of themselves. And it's just like, yeah, just add and see like, yeah, I suffered. Yes, I did. But now I'm not continue that's the choice the
1: lives continue you need to you need to put your heads up and say let's go for the next one (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly i don't want to suffer that much anymore (laughs) all right thank you so much Mm batteries and um see you guys in the next podcast let's have one last question because maybe uh maybe the people ask what place we can uh, find your books to to buy?
2: So can you tell us what uh, what platform we can buy your books? Books are available on Amazon. You can buy anywhere, in ebook and uh, physical. So you can buy uh, over there, and uh, if you like it, I appreciate it. So and just give me some feedback so I just will
1: repeat the Beatrice Hoffman book's names. it's my life on America and without you I become poetry so I w- really want to say thank you so much Beatrice Hoffman to to come here today and uh, talk with us about uh, everything we learn a lot about you and thank you so much for being here with us
2: I, ap- I appreciate that thank you so much for you and for the a podcast for inviting me. I really appreciate it and thank you for sharing my story. So,
0: Able Voices is a production of the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education, led by me, Dr. Rhoda Bernard, the founding managing director. It is produced by Daniel Martinez del Campo. The intro music is by Kai Levin, and our closing song is by Sebastian Batista. Kai and Sebastian are students in the arts education programs at the Berkeley Institute for Accessible Arts Education. If you would like to learn more about our work, find us online at berkeley.edu B-I-A-A-E or email us at biaae at berkeley, that's L-E-E, dot E-D-U.